Amen. God bless this word in the name of Jesus. Amen. Father, we give you all the praise today. We give you all the glory. We pray that the words you are about to speak to us today, may we leave this place edifying. May, may we leave this place blessed. May we leave this place encouraged. May we, this, may we leave this place challenged. Take all the glory and all the adoration in the name of Jesus. I said in the name of Jesus. Amen. I want to talk to you this morning on what I, you may be seated, please. I want to talk to you this morning today on what I caption. How do you see yourself? Ask somebody, how do you see yourself? You're not asking a neighbor. Ask a neighbor, neighbor, how do you see yourself? Every morning or every time my wife dresses, she has to ask for my opinion about what I see. How do I look? And so even though she has a mirror, she still needs to get my opinion about how she looks. Sometimes relying on people to tell you how you look can be a great deception. Because sometimes people say things just to please you, even though you don't look that good. So oh, you look good, it's okay. They don't want to say the real how you look. But the way you see yourself is the re-evaluation of yourself. Because somebody can tell you you look great, but deep inside you, you know that I look messed up. So how do you see yourself this morning? Ask the neighbor, neighbor, how do you see yourself? The goal of this message, we started, the first part of this message said, how far do you see? And I said that, what you are going to become this year depends on how far you can see. If you have never seen yourself making money, you will never make that money. If you have never seen yourself making six figures, you will never make six figures. If you have never seen yourself becoming a millionaire, you will never become a millionaire. And then next week, last week we said, what was the topic of last week? Who can remember? How far do you see? The first week, at, was, it, was it last week I spoke about how far do you see? Oh, this is the second week. Well, I'm even going ahead of myself. <laughs> Hallelujah. So this week, how do you see yourself? How do you see yourself? Because the way you see yourself determines what you will accomplish. The way you see yourself determines what you become. If you see yourself as a slave, you will always be a slave. If you see yourself as a victim, you will always be a victim. If you see yourself as a disappointment, you will always be a disappointment. But when you, see, when you start to see yourself as a, as a champion, then you're ready to succeed and get to the place where God has called you to be. Hallelujah. I pray that you have a proper view of yourself this year. In the name of Jesus. This year, the Lord is taking us out from inferiority complex and all those things that obstruct our view of ourselves. The Lord is taking us out to the place where we can see ourselves the way he sees us. Amen. Amen. Going back to the text that we read this morning, the Bible says that the people that Moses sent, because when God took out the Israelites from Egypt, they came through the desert. They finally came to the shore of the promised land that God promised to Abraham more than 400 years before their arrival. And Moses sent people to go spy the land. Remember that I told you in the beginning that it is not just enough to know that the land is there. You have to go spy the land. 
And I said that, if you feel that God is calling you to work for the United Nations, go visit the United Nations and spy the land. Know how it feels like to be in the United Nations. If you think that God is calling you to work in a certain company, don't just sit at home and pray. Go to that company and take a tour and see how that company looks like. Because when you spy the land, God said to Joshua, wherever the soles of your feet shall touch, you shall take possession. Hallelujah. Go see what God is giving it to you. So when these people went to spy the land, they came back with this report. They said, this is what they said to Moses. They came back with this report to the whole community in Kadesh Barnea. They reported to Moses and the whole assembly. Just like they said, we went and this is the report that we brought to you. Sometimes we have to wrestle with God in order to get to the promises that God has given to us. When God gave Abraham this land, there were enemies living in the land. When God said to Abraham, I am giving you this land, it was not free. There were people living in the land. It could be right now that the position that God is about to give you this year, there is somebody in that position. It could be that the house God is about to give you this year, there is somebody occupying the house. But that does not mean it will not be yours. Sometimes we have to wrestle in order to get what God has for us. That is why when we pray prayers of warfare, we pray with understanding because we understand that there are some things God has given to us that are in the hands of the enemies. And we have to wrestle to get that thing. Hallelujah. They came back with this report and they gave Moses the account. They said, we went to the land and it does flow with milk and honey. They confirmed that when God said to the people in Egypt that I'm taking you to a land that flows with milk and honey, they came and confirmed that what God said was true. You know, sometimes it's good to go into the future, like I said, and see how the future looks like, then come back and prepare for it. Now that they understood that the land flows with milk and honey, it was a great motivation to know that where the Lord is taking us to is not a desert. It's actually a land that flows with milk and honey. And I told you that one of the greatest blessings that God has given to us is the power of imagination. With the power of imagination, we are able to walk into our future and take a look into our future, come back and make preparations. Hallelujah. When you start to imagine yourself in that place, you start to imagine yourself in that business. You start to imagine yourself in that house. You start to imagine yourself with your husband and your children and come back to this reality and then prepare for it. This is what exactly they were doing. They saw that the land was flowing with milk and honey. Then they said, bet. Anytime you hear the word bet in any statement, know something is about to come that contradicts the first thing that was said. If somebody says, you look so nice, bet. Once bet comes, know something bad is about to be said. You look so good, bet. I like what you said, bet. I like what you did, bet. They said, bet, the people who live in the land are powerful. And their cities are fortified. But let me tell you something this morning. There is no bet in the promises of God. When God says a thing, there is no bet. What God says will surely come to pass. When God says, I'm blessing you, there is no bet. When God says, I'm lifting you up, there is no bet. Because God does not contradict himself. The Bible says, God is not man that he should lie. Nor the son of man 
that you should repent. God does not change his mind when he has decided to bless you. Hallelujah. Then they say, we even saw the descendants of Anna there. The Amalekites live in the Negev, the Hittites, the Jebusites, the Amorites in the hill country, and the Canaanites near the sea along the Jordan. If all you see is enemies, you will never take possession of what God has given to you. Let me say that again. If all you see is enemies, you will never take possession of what God has given to you. You know, it is good to be spiritually conscious, but there are some people who are too spiritual and they see the devil in everything. They see the devil in everything. Everything that happens, the devil is connected to it. You call somebody to pray for food. Brother, bless this food and let us eat. Father, we thank you for this food. We pray you bless the hands that provided this food. Any power behind this food? What has power got to do with this food? Bless the food, let us eat. You see devil in the food. Everything has to have a devil. It is good to be spiritually conscious, but don't see enemies in everything. Because if you see enemy in every place, you will always be resisted. You are about to go for a job interview. And as you arrive at the company, the, the, the guard at the gate says, can I have your IDs? Oh, the people in my village are against me again. Just because they ask for your ID, you see the devil in the security guard. Learn to see God, not your enemies. Hallelujah. I say learn to see God, not just the enemies. Because whenever an enemy shows up, there is an angel ready to fight your battle. I say whenever an enemy shows up, God has assigned angels to fight your battle. Hallelujah. Then the Bible says, Caleb silenced the people before Moses and said, Let's go up at once and take possession, for certainly we can do it. You cannot just sit around and watch people talk trash into your mind. You go somewhere, you are trying to be ambitious about your future and your destiny, and somebody else starts to say something contrary to what you are believing. Silence them. Don't just sit quiet. Some of us have to silence the channels we've been listening to. Silence the TV station we've been watching. Or even silence some friends. You have some struggles in your life. Every time somebody makes a bad decision, there is always a friend that endorses that decision. Every time a man is about to divorce, or a woman is about to divorce, they don't do it by themselves. There is always a friend that endorses that decision. Go on, you'll be fine. You'll be fine without him. You'll be fine without her. And they go ahead to make that decision. There is always a voice that is speaking negativity. This year, any voice that is speaking contrary to God's will in your mind, Silence that voice in the name of Jesus. You are trying to be ambitious to build your future and somebody else is discouraging you. Say, who do you think you are? Who has ever made that kind of money in this country? You just came into this country six months ago. You are talking about making $45 an hour. Who has ever made that kind of money? Silence those voices. If they don't believe where you are going to, silence them. Hallelujah. God needs only one. The Bible says one with God is majority. You are the only one God needs. God doesn't need your neighbor. God doesn't even need your wife or your husband. God needs only you to believe. And if you believe, it will surely come to pass. Hallelujah. The Bible says in Romans chapter 10 verse 17, it says, Faith cometh by hearing and hearing the word of God. What does that mean? What you hear is going to affect your faith. If all you hear is negative, it will affect your faith. If all you hear is discouragement, it will affect your faith. If all you hear is impossibility, it will affect your faith. But you need to be around places where your faith is encouraged, 
where you are, where you are edified, where they tell you you can do it, where people tell you it doesn't matter the difficulties you face now, you can make it. It doesn't matter how many times you fail, you can rise again. Hallelujah. Faith comes by what you hear. The Bible says, but the men who, go, who went with Joshua spread a bad report among the Israelites. Don't allow the perception of people to shape your own perception. Just because somebody went for that job and they didn't hire him doesn't mean they won't hire him. Hallelujah. Amen. Just because somebody else tried and failed doesn't mean you're going to fail. You're about to write an exam, maybe a certification, and somebody says, oh, brother, don't even worry. I wrote that thing like six times, I didn't pass. Don't even worry about it. Try something else. Just because you fail doesn't mean I'm going to fail. Hallelujah. Your experience is not my experience. What you see is not what I see. Don't judge yourself based on popular opinion. Judge yourself based on what God is doing in your life. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Because of bad report, the whole community was discouraged. But Joshua was able to silence the people. They said the land we went to explore, listen to this. He said, the land we went to explore devours those who live in the land. Now, the question is this. If the land we went to explore devours those who live in the land, and in the same report, you are telling us you saw the Canaanites, the Amorites, how is it that the land did not devour all these people you said the land devours? So, there are people who are also to project negativity and all kinds of bad reports. Believe what God has said and not the opinions of men. Hallelujah. Amen. There are always going to be excuses why people fail. But don't use their excuses to try, to, to, to stop trying. Like I said, some people have tried and they failed. And they are going to give you legitimate reasons why you should not try. Their experience is not your experience. The fact that you tried and failed doesn't mean everybody else is going to fail. Hallelujah. Amen. We all have different destinies and different callings. So I want to let you know this morning. It doesn't matter what you hear outside. God has a plan for you. Amen. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter what others have been through. God has a plan for you. Amen. Amen. If we are going to take possession of what God has called us to achieve this year, we must eliminate excuses. There is no excuse to fail this year. Because God has equipped us. This is where the problem comes. And this is the heart of the message. They said, we seem like grasshoppers in our own eyes. And we look the same in their own eyes. Listen to the problem. It is not enough that they saw themselves as grasshoppers in their own eyes. They said, even in the eyes of our enemies, we look the same. How do you know this is how your enemy sees you? We look like grasshoppers in our own eyes. And even in their own, so you went and entered their eyes and saw yourself. They say we saw ourselves like grasshoppers. And we looked the same in the eyes of our enemies. These were people that were supposed to be soldiers of the law. But they saw themselves as grasshoppers. And this was the problem. That is the reason why they hesitated to take possession of the land that God gave them. Because they did not see themselves as soldiers of the law. They saw themselves as grasshoppers. And since they saw themselves as grasshoppers... They could not go into land to take possession. Tell your neighbor you are not a grasshopper. Tell your neighbor you are not a grasshopper. As in, tell your neighbor you are not a grasshopper. Tell another neighbor you are not a grasshopper. 
You are a child of God. You are a woman of God. You are a man of God. Hallelujah. You are not a grasshopper. Hallelujah. You are not a grasshopper. If you are going to see yourself properly the way you ought to this year, there are three things that I want to share with you this morning. Number one, don't see yourself based on your challenges. Don't see yourself based on your challenges. They said one of the things they mentioned, they said we even saw the descendants of Anak in that place. Now it is worth mentioning who were the descendants of Anak because the word Anak in the Hebrew means long neck. There were people that had extremely long, they were very tall and very huge. They specified that we know that there were the Amalekites in the land, we could deal with them. There were the Jebusites, we could handle them. The Canaanites, we could fight them. But the Anakims, they are extremely big. We cannot fight them. They saw themselves measuring themselves with the giants that they saw in the land. Anytime you begin to see yourself based on your challenges, you will be defeated. They compare themselves to their enemies instead of comparing themselves to the great God. In Judges chapter 6, the Bible talks about a time when Israel suffered great defeat in the hands of the, the, the Amalekites and the Midianites. Every time they will cultivate their crops, the enemies will not even wait for, them, for the crops to be ready. They will come and destroy everything. To the point where people had to sleep in their farms to guide their crops from the enemies. And in the middle of this crisis, where Israel has suffered defeat for consecutive years, an angel of the Lord appears to, to Gideon in Judges chapter 6. And he says to a Gideon in verse 12, Mighty warrior. And Gideon was surprised. I've been experiencing defeat for all these years. I can't even plant my crops and they grow to full maturity. And an angel is telling me, Mighty warrior. Because Gideon was seeing himself based on the challenges that were surrounding his country at the time. But God did not see Gideon with a challenge. God saw a warrior in Gideon. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. God saw a warrior in, D in Gideon. Listen, the defeat you have experienced does not make you a failure. Let me say it again. The defeat you have experienced does not make you a failure. Amen. Just because you failed once does not mean you are a failure. Amen. Just because you were disappointed once does not mean that everything you do will, be, will face disappointment. Just because you were neglected by somebody, neglected by your parents, neglected by your friends, doesn't mean that you are loved. You are not loved. One experience does not define you. Is somebody hearing me? Yes. The challenges you face from your background, your parents, your upbringing, does not define you. God does not see you based on your challenges. So don't see yourself based on your challenges. They call Gideon a mighty warrior. Even though he was defeated by enemies. You may be broke today, but God is seeing a millionaire in you. Amen. I see you may be struggling today, but God sees a warrior in you. Amen. You may be fighting with certain weaknesses today, but God sees a champion in you. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. God does not see the way man sees. Amen. Tell your neighbor, you are not what you see yourself. I say tell your neighbor, you are not what you see yourself. 
Some of you think I'm a very bad daughter, I'm a very bad husband, I'm a very bad wife, I'm a very bad employee. All you see yourself is bad, bad, bad. That is not who God sees you, see you to be. Hallelujah. God sees you better than that. Because when God looks at you, God does not see you. God sees the sacrifice that Jesus paid for you on the cross of Calvary. Hallelujah. Number two, don't see yourself based on your weaknesses. Don't see yourself based on your weaknesses. They said, we seem like grasshoppers in our own eyes. Because when they compare themselves to the enemies, they were very weak and defeated in their eyes. And they came to a conclusion that we are like grass, we are helpless, we are hopeless. No, sometimes when we compare ourselves with the background where we came from, the things that we are fighting, the, the deficiencies we have in our background, the challenges we are fighting in life, we can come to this conclusion that, oh, I'm just a weak person. I don't think I can make it. I don't think I have all that it takes to succeed. You start to see yourself based on your weaknesses. Maybe because of the financial difficulties, the background, your marital crisis, your family problems, the addiction, the constant falling to sin, you begin to assess yourself based on your weaknesses. I've seen a place where they call somebody to pray. So, well, I'm not really, I don't think I can pray. Because in your mind, your weaknesses are so magnified that when they call you to do something for God, your weaknesses come up first before the sacrifice of Jesus. No man will ever be qualified in his strength to be used by God. No man will ever be qualified in the flesh to be used by God. If we are anything today, it's by the grace of God. And if we are going to be anything, it's by the grace of God. So if you keep measuring yourself by your weaknesses, you will never become anything. That is what the apostle said. When I am weak, then I am strong. Because it is in your weakness that the glory of the Lord is demonstrated. Take for example, if, if you went for an interview and you performed so bad and they gave you the job, you know this is completely God. You can't take credit for nothing because you know you mess up in the interview. But if you prepare so hard and you answer all the questions, you dot all the I's and cut all the teeth, you can say, well, I really did well, I prepared. It becomes difficult to give God the glory because of your preparation. But when you know that I mess it up and yet the job is given to you, you know, this can only be God. In your weaknesses, God can take glory. I say God can still use you in your weaknesses. Hallelujah. God can still use you in your weaknesses. Don't see yourself based on your weaknesses. Hallelujah. When God called Saul and appointed Saul as king, when Samuel was to appoint, anoint Saul as king, listen to what Saul, Saul said. Saul said, I'm a Benjamin from the smallest tribe in Israel. And it's not my clan the least of all the clans of the tribe of Benjamin. Why do you say such a thing to me? When Samuel said to Saul, you are going to be king, Samuel, Saul said, look, please don't joke with me. My family, my clan, my tribe is the least in our village. Then in our, in our village, my family is the least in that village. So he, he was the least in everything. So because of that, he thought he was not qualified to be a king, but in him, God saw a king. Your background does not define what God has for you in the future. Amen. The challenges you've experienced, the difficulties you've had, the defeat you've suffered cannot define the future that God has for you. Amen. Hallelujah. God saw a king in this man who saw himself to be nothing. Let me show you something. This is a dollar bill, right? What is this? A dollar bill. And what is this? A dollar bill. 
What is this? It still remains a dollar bill. No matter how you twist it, it remains what? A dollar bill. It doesn't matter how life has beat you, how you've struggled, how you've suffered, the pain you've gone through, how you were raised up. It doesn't change who you are in the eyes of God. I say it doesn't change who you are in the eyes of God. Whether you were raised by a single parent or raised in a town or in a village, however you were raised, it doesn't change who you are in the eyes of God. God still sees you as the same value that you have. However you are twisted, it doesn't change. It remains the same. It's still a dollar bill. Even if I put blood on this morning and I go to the store, they will take it. It's still a dollar bill. Hallelujah. Whether you committed a crime in the past, God still sees you the same. Your value doesn't change in the eyes of God. Hallelujah. So stop seeing yourself in the eyes of your weaknesses. Tell your neighbor it's not about you, it's all about Jesus. Tell your neighbor it's not, it's not about you, it's about Jesus. Hallelujah. There is nothing you can do to qualify, it's all about Jesus. Hallelujah. Stop seeing yourself based on your weaknesses. Matthew was a tax collector when Jesus called him to follow him. Judas was a thief when, when Jesus appointed him to be treasurer. Jesus appointed a thief to be his treasurer. Have you ever read, read that in the Bible? That Judas was a thief when, when Jesus appointed him to be treasurer. And you think that because you, are, you, are, you, are, you have small weaknesses, you cannot be anything. And anytime you are praying, you are, oh God, forgive me. Because all you see is your weaknesses. All you see is a criminal. All you see is a sinner. Somebody that God is ready to punish. And as long as you see yourself that way, you can never rise. But when you start to see yourself in the eyes of God, you are coming out from every defeat. Hallelujah. David was a shepherd when he was anointed king. He was not even where kings were raised, but he was anointed king. Joseph was nobody when God gave him a dream to be prime minister. Esther was a slave when she became queen. Hallelujah. They were nothing, men without a background. The apostle who wrote uh, uh, three quarters of the New Testament was a murderer when God called him to be an apostle. And you tell me that God can use you because you have a little weakness. Stop seeing yourself in the eyes of your weaknesses. Hallelujah. Your weaknesses cannot change God's plan for your life. Let me say that again. Your weaknesses cannot change God's plan for your life. And number three, stop seeing yourself in the lenses of your enemy's eyes. They said, we see ourselves like grasshoppers. It is, it didn't, and they say, we even see ourselves in their own eyes like grasshoppers. That was, that was the worst. It is not a, it's, it's enough for you to, it's a bad enough to see yourself as a grasshopper. But when you start to see yourself in the eyes of your enemy as a grasshopper, then you are finished. I read this story in the Bible when David was before Goliath. The Bible says in 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 42, that Goliath looked on David over and over and saw that he was a little boy, growing and he was handsome, and he despised David. He despised David. He said, look at this little boy, little rat. You coming to find me with sticks? If David had listened to the, 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 the way Goliath despised him, he would have given up. But David saw himself in the eyes of God. And he started recounting what God did for him in the past. He said, look, I may be a little boy, but I was in the field yesterday and a lion came. God gave me victory over the lion. I was in the field yesterday, a bear came, and God gave me victory over the bear. 
He refused to allow what Goliath said to define him. De de define him. Hallelujah. Amen. Stop seeing yourself in the lenses of your enemy's eyes. Maybe somebody says something where you're grown up, say you are ugly, and now you, you carry that idea that I'm not beautiful. It doesn't matter how people give you compliments, at the back of your mind, you are not beautiful because your mother said you were ugly when you were a child. You've allowed somebody's, somebody's opinion about you to define who you are. Just because somebody said to you, you are not able, you cannot, you are useless, and now you've carried that idea and it's defining everything that you do. Or maybe somebody ate your food and said, this food doesn't taste, you can't even cook. And now even when you cook and people give you a compliment, you, you, you don't seem to accept that it is true because you think they're lying. Because in your mind, I cannot cook. Or whatever you, you do in life, just because somebody rejected you once does not define you. Hallelujah. Man's opinion about you cannot define you. God has a true definition of your life. Hallelujah. What your parents said about you cannot define you. What your friends said about you cannot define you. What the job that fired you said about you cannot define you. God has the final definition of your life. Hallelujah. This is the reason why Joseph succeeded. Because when a father gave him a coat of many colors, the brothers hated him. They called him all kinds of names. But Joseph did not stop to see himself becoming a prime minister. And he became. Nothing could kill that dream. He rose to become what God ordained him to be. Because he saw himself the way God saw him. Hallelujah. He saw himself the way God saw him. If you are going to become what God has called you to become this year and take possession of all that God has for you and enter into the blessings that God has for you, you have to see yourself the way God sees you. Hallelujah. The Lord says you are precious. The Lord says you are wonderful. The Lord is saying to the ladies, you are beautiful. I don't care if the, the last husband you have or the last boyfriend or the last whatever told you you were ugly. It's a lie. The Lord says you are wonderfully and fearfully made. God took time to create you. I always say to women, God created man, but he formed the woman. You can see the difference. You, you guys have hips, you don't have hips. Because God took time to form. He took time to make certain parts in your body too. That's why everything is molded differently. Because we, it was just blocked, it just like. And then we came out. That's why we have chest, we have all these muscles and these things. But God took time to create a woman. I mean to form a woman. Then one stupid bastard in your past telling you are ugly and now you carry that idea and you are walking with your face twisted. When the, when the Bible says you are wonderfully and fearfully made. Hallelujah. Amen. You are beautiful. Hallelujah. Amen. The Lord says you are precious. He said you are the apple of his eyes. Amen. Amen. You are an ambassador of Jesus Christ. You've been chosen by God. You are a woman of God. You are a man of God. You have potential. You are the child of a king. Amen. Hallelujah. You are ordained for greatness. Amen. God has called you with potential. Amen. Hallelujah. Nothing a man says can change who you are in the eyes of God. Amen. See yourself in the eye in, in, in God's eyes. If your job fires you, tell them, oh, you, you don't know what you're losing. <laughs> you will regret my absence in this place. Because you know who you are. Yeah. Hallelujah. Don't let man define who you are. Your definition comes from God. And what God says about you is final. Hallelujah. See yourself the way God sees you. And once you start to see yourself the way God sees you, no man can bring you down. 
Amen. Amen. Because what is yours will be yours. You don't beg for things because you know God has your back. Hallelujah. You walk with confidence. One door closes, the other one opens. I used to enjoy movies where some maybe a, 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 a man divorces a woman and thought the woman is a trash. Then the woman moves on and gets married to a more handsome and more richer person. <laughs> I used to enjoy those movies. Like you think just because you left the woman, the woman was going to die. But God has a value on everyone. If you despise people, God doesn't despise people. You drop somebody today, God takes over. Hallelujah. Don't allow man to define who you are. See yourself in the eyes of God. And this morning the Lord says you are wonderful. You are precious. Hallelujah. You are great. Your destiny is bright. Hallelujah. Sometimes we are even brought down by our friends, our relatives. We are, we are, we are demoralized. But don't allow those things to affect you. See yourself the way God sees you. Amen. I'm a child of God. I'm anointed to succeed. My destiny is bright. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. I'm a chosen generation. I'm a royal priest. I'm called and anointed. I am lifted and favored. Hallelujah. Nothing can put me down. See yourself that way. And this year, you are walking in victory. Hallelujah. What are we saying this morning in conclusion? God has a great plan for you this year. But if you are going to take possession of all that God has for you, you have to see yourself the way God sees you. You need to have a proper perception of yourself. Remember I said, what you picture, you will capture. And what you perceive, you will conceive. So if you see yourself this year as struggling in America, you keep struggling. But if you see yourself coming out of that struggle, coming out of that difficulty, this year you are coming out. In the name of Jesus. Amen. See yourself the way God sees you. God sees a millionaire. God sees a sponsor. Somebody who is going to rise and sponsor orphans and widows and be a blessing to others. Amen. Not somebody who begs and leave paycheck to paycheck. God sees you better than the way you see yourself. Amen. Get a proper view of yourself this is because God is taking you places. Amen. Hallelujah. Can we stand on our feet? Can you ask somebody, what do you see about yourself? Ask somebody, what do you see about yourself?